We're on page Kuf Hey. This is a Chazor Shia for last Shabbos, Pashas Shlach. The whole Tachlis of the Sefer is to be Megala, to reveal within ourselves that Ani, the I, that is capable of giving, really giving, not making believe that we're giving, not giving Almanas with, the, with, the, with a uh, subtle intent to receive, but giving mamish of myself from within myself to somebody else. In order to do that, we have to get to myself, which is the tachlis of the Sefer. Then, the next chaluk, really, that Rav Schwartz has after this is all the kachas nefesh that I have within myself. But this is first, in a more general and broad way, to come to the self. And we learned last week that unless, unless we make use of a marvelous gift that Hashem has given us called sheket, quiet. Unless we make use of sheket, it's really impossible to come to the Ani. Because everything that's pulling us in a million directions from outside of the Ani is causing this great confusion. We think that that's me, but it's not me. I'm simply mimicking, voicing, impersonating, imitating, and so on. All the sounds around me don't allow me to find out the Ani, Hapnimi, Amiti. So we're going to learn this <coughs> very much in order to reveal that ani within the self it must be a time one must find a time of sheket of quiet during the day but it's not just okay I have my uh, I have my 20 minute quiet time during the day it's not enough the point is how do we build lives? How do we build lives with this tfisa, with this understanding, with this way of thinking that's called hashkata, of a quiet inner world? How do we how do we develop a life to live a life that, like that? Hachayim harayashim hamukar the noisy world that we're familiar with these days. The truth is that because the communities have grown and because we're living so close to each other, mostly in, in, in large cities and in large communities within the large cities, or small communities, but Jews are living this way, there are many opportunities to give, to do. And that, now, it's not only that there's, uh, God forbid, a Yosem and Almana in your shtetl. Now we find out about, about Hashem Yerachim, all the Almanas and all the assignments, anywhere they are in the world, because everything is in the newspaper and everything is on the email. So there are so many, so many opportunities for getting involved and for doing and for giving. Like I mentioned many times that they, that Reb Tzadik they say in his name that the Kain said that we're coming to a time where they're going to, where human beings are going to be sending, he said, ships into outer space. And they're going to, and, and, and then he said, and other kinds of boats, all the way he said to the depths, to the bottom of the ocean, Reb Tzadik said. But he said, but remember what I'm telling you now, that there'll hardly be a person in those days who will be able to know to go to that place within himself. They'll go to the highest heights. They'll, they'll be taking they'll be taking rockets out uh, to, to, to the moon, and they'll be taking boats down to the bottom of the ocean. But who's going to 
who's going to take that journey to the Ani Hapnimi? So, even though there are tremendous opportunities to give, more than ever before, and a person could be a gewaldige, gewaldige Neusein, a tremendous, wonderful, nice person, and be involved day and night in giving, giving Habachasat Torah, teaching Torah, Chesed, all types of Chasadim, all types of good things, Lo Aleinu, and and Miss Askim. There are a million good things. And and again, as as we've been saying throughout, there's no question that these are precious, valuable things that earn every single person's Isaac and anything good, tremendous, tremendous char in the next world. There's no question. But as far as the Tachlis, coming to that Tachlis of being able to of being able to come to myself and finding that self and with that self being able to give the emes, not because remember, one can give and give and give, and it's all coming from the goof. One can daven and daven and learn and all and so on and so forth, and it's not coming from the ani. When we're talking about gilui ha'ani, revealing the ani, ain't hakavana gilui the regaim. I'm not talking about you know some some big revelation that you have by in the ila. For a moment, there's this sense of ani. I'm talking about a new way of living. A way of living that is built upon quiet. That's built upon hashkata, silencing the noise outside, discovering the world within of oneself, and living that way. Living, thinking, doing everything from that place of ani. Clearly, Rav Schwartz says there's a chitzayniyazdeke uh, aspect to this, and there's and there's a pnimiyazdeke. Niftach b'dugma chitzayn. It's just to begin in a very simple chitzayniyazdeke way. Shalim adam she'elav who nitzvah la'anais ala tshuva. A person is asked a question, and he's expected to answer. Tivushal adam shu einemiyad. The nature of a person is, of most people, is to answer immediately. To answer immediately, bli lachshav harbi without really thinking much. We're not talking about somebody asking you the time. Then, if you have a watch, there's no reason why you should have to stop and think about it. You just look at your watch and tell the guy. Or if somebody asks you, you know, can I have a lift? Simple questions deserve immediate answers, and you don't have to think about them. For instance, what time is it? He looks at his watch and he tells the, the time. We're talking about where a person asks a question that really needs. Some thought. It's a question of, a, of an opinion, an idea, a feeling, something. It requires it requires thought. But the guy answers right away. Now, as I mentioned on Shabbos, that most people are are unbelievably limited in the range of information that they have. So, no matter what you're, you're asked. No matter what a person is, he has basically a, 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 a small selection of, of answers, even if you're not asking him that. But he'll answer one of the things that he has on his, uh, on his uh, uh, intellectual or emotional iPod, because that's what he's familiar with and that's what he knows. So even though you're talking about some present-day uh, political situation, the answer that he's giving you is still something that he was, it's something that he read about in an article, he heard about on the news, or he, or he uh, heard some speech back in 1964, that he heard a speech from a person that impressed him, and it was a very, very, uh, it was a very, um, um, what he considered to be a brilliant presentation of a certain 
um, political thing. So even though, <clears throat> even though back then we were talking about President Johnson, and now it's not President Johnson, it's President Obama, it's not, it's not really a big enough community. If you're talking about President Obama, he'll say, he's saying the same stuff he said about President Johnson. And he's saying basically the same tainus. He's just malbashit if he has a tainu or the same praise, if he liked Johnson, if he likes Obama. But he's malbashit in, different, in the different uh, stories of the day. Uh, the stories of the day. So he doesn't have any, any new ideas that he's formulated etzim over what's happening right now. He has on his iPod of ideas certain mahalchem. Most people are very limited. And he has certain mahalchem. And he draws, uh, most often people draw from their parents' opinion, something that his father was ranting about, you know, 50 years ago. He'll draw on certain feelings, certain ideas, certain thoughts that he really has not, could be for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, has not really worked over. Could be he never did. He's just saying things that he heard at a schmooze. He's saying things that he heard by his speech, by a drush. He read in an article. There's a certain uh, newspaper he reads, and and then in the in, in the shul or in the mikveh, he says over this idea as if it's his idea, because th- this is just the way people are. And they'll answer very very quickly, without really thinking it over. Lumazais, on the other hand, yeshlam bnei adam sheshamim esasheila. There are other people when they're asked the question, miskansim b'roma misuyamus b'sach machshavtam. It's a serious question, Stam. It's a serious question, and the person, this person, um, enters deeply into into that world of himself to mull over this Indian, to think about this Indian. You're asking him an important question. It deserves it deserves thought. It deserves consideration. Not a knee-jerk reaction, which is just somebody else's idea, or even my own idea, but from a long time ago, which is also a level of impersonation. I'm just impersonating myself. Something that I was thinking about or something that I was, that I was speaking about uh, 10, 15, 30 years ago. We're not talking here about mimicking. We're not talking about impersonating not even yourself. We're not talking about, about a knee-jerk reaction. We're talking about an individual who hears a question. It's an important question. And is able to enter into a into a place of thought. And this person responds, but the response takes place as a result of a biur pnimi of a deep inner clarification. To, to answer to answer the question. To answer the question. I had this yesterday that I was there's a certain Indian that I'm Isaac in. Again, not somebody from the shul, outside the shul, a certain Indian. And it's a very involved, complicated thing. And I've been talking to the to the parents of this boy already for um, two, three weeks about the Sugya. And it involves a young lady. And um I, 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 at this point, uh, feel I'm of the opinion. I could be, I could be dead wrong. I'm, I'm wrong most of the time, but I'm, I'm of the opinion that, that that they should go ahead and be able to get engaged and get married. Whatever the opinion is, that's what I feel. I'm not getting any calls back from the other side. That it, it's all off. The other side called it off. Finished. 
can't get a call. Finally, finally, I'm able to get through, and I said, what's, what's going on? So they spoke to a Rav in Muncie for, when I asked them for a few minutes, and the Rav said, uh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't uh, start with a boy like that. Don't start with a boy like that. So, by their own admission, it was not more than a 10-minute conversation. Don't start with a boy like that. Who? What? We, we, what's the boy like? What does that mean? I, of course, I tried calling this Rav. I haven't gotten back an answer. And and it, it wasn't an issue of halacha. If you're talking about halacha, it's okay. It's a, if a person's a Pisic, he passes. I'm not saying that he asked a shayla and it's a shacher it's a, it's a I'm saying this is a very, very complicated situation. And the boy, is an, the boy is an exceptionally, exceptionally fine boy. There was a certain Indian in his past. So the answer that the Rav said was, most boys that had this kind of an Indian are boys that you should stay away from. I saw it. Well, that could be. But what if that's not one of them of the Rav? And what if you're what if you're hurting this person terribly, and you're hurting the girl terribly? She she wants to marry the boy, and the parents are are not allowing her to to talk to him again. So I'm going to ask him that question. I'm guilty of the same thing a million times, and we all are. So why did you, how did you work, how did you come to that maskana? What did you work out? The terrorist is that you've met, you've been in situations, you've seen boys that have had a certain Indian that has, and as a result of that, they have certain difficulties and complications in their future. It's true. But, the, but that might not be at all, what's, what's, that might not be the story of this boy at all, which it isn't the story of this boy. But it's, it's a fun. That's it. The family is not interested. That's it. Done. They don't want to even talk about it. The Rav Pasca, I said, that's a psak. If you tell me you went to a rabbi, then I don't mess with rabbis, you know what I'm saying? If you went to a rabbi, if you tell me you went to the Sklana Rebbe, and the Rebbe looked, the Sklana Rebbe looked at, the pa- at the paper and he said, no, I'm, I'm finished. I don't talk about it. But you're not talking about the Sklana Rebbe. You're talking about a person that, that, was, that had a shikl hadas. A shikl hadas requires more shikl hadas. That's all. It's just not fair. It's a type of a person. Adam Shalchai, Adam Shalavad, Rashwats explains that a person who does not who does not live in a world of Lavad, that person who does not have that place inside of himself, of Ani, of quiet, of Lavad, he's usually the Teva is usually to answer very quickly. To, right away. Again, he has a certain amount of answers on his iPod. It's not. It's not that he goes into himself and he uh, tracht and tracht and he works it through and thinks it through and and what what, what do I feel about this? He just uh, oh, this is a situation about um, this situation about a, a boy with this problem, uh, a boy with that kind of a problem. I have uh, on my iPod says uh, stay away. However, you form that opinion because of five other boys or ten other boys or because he read whatever it might be. That's the nature of such a person, without much thought. He doesn't really know that world of machshava amiti. He doesn't really know the world of real thought. Again, he could be a brilliant person, and he could be that he's a kind of a person that gives a tremendous amount of thought to a to a, a Rashi or Taisus. But he doesn't really he doesn't really know, know the world of machshava coming to that place of what do I think. 
Yes, he uses his machshava in certain ways. He sees this. He passes by a store and he sees there's a sale. And he makes a cheshbon of what the uh, of what the uh, how, how much the um, how much is going to cost because they have a certain payment plan and he's going to have to pay interest. And he makes a quick cheshbon. Does it pay for me to buy this and to pay the interest? Uh, does it work out? Uh, so that he thinks about. We're not talking. That's not really called thinking. That's called an account, That's called making an accounting. That's called making a cheshbon. And a person could learn like that as well. A person's learning and diving could also be not not really to get into the ani of who he is. That's not that's not a machshava. One of the most beautiful things that that that, that I enjoy um, going around talking and talking in shul and so on is that giving giving sanctification is that there'll be a yid that 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 afterwards there's some yidin that no matter what you were talking about they come to you and they say their dvatar they want to share with you their vart and that's one of the things that I suffer most from in my position having to be patient and to hear everybody's vart not that I don't love Torah. But if you would have heard some of the things I've heard, you know what I'm talking about. And, at the, and also the timing, of course. It's Moshe Tishabov also. The family's waiting. It's Moshe Shabbos. I'm not going to go into all of that. And it's a bocha that has an idea and so on. He doesn't need to eat or something, or he doesn't have a family waiting for him. I'm not even talking about the circumstances and the conditions that don't make sense. I'm talking about just the, the actual toichen is, is very hard. But then you get, and it just, the most beautiful thing is when... Of course, when you have someone that has that has days, that has good ideas, that's that's terrific to hear, to hear tirade, to hear ideas. But then, what I what I am, am most uh, personally, I feel most rewarding is when someone says, you know, I was thinking about the drasha from last week, and and then they make a ha'ara that they have on the drasha. I I'm, I find that the most rewarding thing, not because it's me, but because you have a person. That's mulling over an, uh, an Indian, like this. That for a week or two is sitting over to tell me that you know I thought about it and I disagree, and I have this mahalach, or I thought about it and I was able to apply that to something that's going on in the family. So I'm always unbelievably impressed by that. That that's a person, and then it doesn't make a difference to me because who am I and what's the level of my Torah that I'm giving over to begin with that 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 I should be worthy of of, of a response. But but I'm I, I, I'm so excited that 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 here you have a person regardless of the quality of that conclusion but someone's mulling over an Indian like that as opposed to just wanting to say some word that he saw on a paper on a, one of the pages from the computer to say something oh this is a here you have a person even whether it's his own tire or, or something that I was saying but he's working it through that's beautiful that's thinking that's called thinking Otherwise, you could be a person that just uh, just says over stuff, but it's not really working it through. And Zulai Machshava, that's not called thinking. Hamachshava hi ha'amaka his binaries. What's Machshava? Machshava means ha'amaka, to probe. To probe deeply into something. 
His burden is, is to contemplate, to think over something. It's not just a matter of information. There are people that are very, very good with that, and they can spit back information, and they, and they uh, accumulate a great deal of information. And just, that could be that they have just more stuff on their iPods. The fact that you have 10,000 things on your iPod, or you have 10 million things on your iPod, that has nothing to do with how much thought you've given to anything. It's just that it's there. So there are people who are blessed with very good memories. That doesn't mean that they've worked through these in Yom. It means that they have, they have, uh, they have fantastic memories. When you read a truth from Rav Moshe Feinstein, the most wondrous thing about Rav Moshe's chuvas are not the are not the amount of sources that he's quoting. In general, Rav Moshe will quote much fewer sources, especially Achrayim, than many of the other chuvas from. What's breathtaking about Rav Moshe's chuvas are the are the is the unbelievable depth of the man's way of, and, and his way of thinking. Even though, even though he, he'll, he'll hardly bring an achron, some sofi here, a night of Yehuda there, but mostly he's working through the Gemara. Rabbi Moshe is mostly working through the Gemara and he's working through the Rishayim. So you read other tshuvas from great people too, but it'll be, not to prove my point, and then he'll go 50 marmakaymas, that they all hold this way. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Which of mo- most of, most of those Rav Moshe would say when they write letters to Rav Moshe, Rav Moshe will say, I- "I'm sorry, I don't have that safe. I don't know. I don't have that safe." Most of Rav Moshe says, "I don't have that safe." He didn't have anything like this in, home, in his apartment because he was a big Talmud Chacham, and 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 his 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 attire was was a Chachmas attire that was that was worked through on the Gemara, inside out, inside out. Rabbi Yosef Zalgusenstein, is a Jew that. That, that can I know her 100 years old, that has been sitting his entire life working through Gemara Rashi's and Taisus. That's, that's what he does. I, he comes from a family of great Mukabalim and other things. He said, that, uh, that's not my thing. Gemara Rashi Taisus. Boy, but you can't, you can't argue with him in Gemara Rashi Taisus. No one in the world can keep up with him in Gemara Rashi Taisus. He's worked it through a million times. Please God. Machshava. Machshava. Whatever your thing is. So it's not Gemara Rashi Taisus. Your thing is Rambam. Good. Your thing is your thing is Maharaf. Whatever it is. But it's yours. You were kind of it. You worked it through. It's with your thoughts. It's you. It has you in it. It's not just a matter of your memory. A person can have a lot of information. He has a very good head. And he remembers. But that doesn't mean it's him. Everything by Rav Moshe is Rav Moshe. It's all filled with Rav Moshe. He worked it through Rav Moshe. And that's why there's some things that others disagreed. They didn't agree with his, with his maskanas. And the, 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 and, the, and the basis of their argument is, but it's different from this opinion, this opinion, that opinion. He didn't argue. He said, so like, this, this, this is how I worked it out. This is how I worked out. This is how he understood it. That's something. That's, that's, that's ha'amok in his bainanas. It's low Indian shall yet. It's not just a matter of information, of knowing. Shalchishuv, calculating. Certainly, it's, it's a wonderful thing to be able to accumulate information in one's mind and to gather information. That no one argues with that. That, that also helps your helps you develop your your, your intellect, your your thinking. But that's really the chitzonistika part of the mind. That's really more chitzonist. That's not the panemius of the mind. There were there were those. Who, who might who, who knew more than Reb Chaim Brisker, even though the amount that he knew is of course mind-boggling. But there are those who knew more than Reb Chaim Brisker. But who thought things through as much as Reb Chaim? That that you couldn't find. People who thought it through like Reb Chaim.
החלק הפנימי הוא תפיסה עיוניסט פנימית של כל דבר. החלק הפנימי is not how much information you have in memorizing and accumulating. Even all of that is good for you. But the חלק הפנימי is the תפיסה עיוניסט. Looking at things in that way is פנימיסטיק. Going into yourself. Becoming a person who thinks. You're, because by doing that, you're obviously crossing over from the world of the outside into the world of the inside. That's who you are. To acquire that world that's called the world of Levad, myself, Levad, which is what we're talking about, me. It consists of Chitzainius, more of a Chitzainius Dekem Halach, and Pnimius. More of an outward Avaida and more of an inner Avaida. Chitzainius is what? Homuchach Limsay La'atzmai Sha'os Shalsheket. Obviously, the Chitzainius of this Avaida is that, that you just have to physically find times that, you're, that it's quiet. And as we learned and we spoke about from the beginning, quiet means totally quiet without being connected to any, any electronic devices. And being and being in, in a place in a way where it's where, where it's where it's totally quiet, and you're able to have that 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 time. That's the chitzonius. <clears throat> now you could be a person that has found that time, but what do you do with that time? How do you use that time? You might be using that time, even if you're learning, just to hear what other people are what other pe- what other people are thinking, what other people are saying. You know, when Mashiach comes, the Navi says, "Kulam yedu I see." It will, there will come a time when, where it won't be necessary for one person, one Jew, to teach another Jew. What does that mean? It can't mean that there aren't going to be rebellion and mechanchem and mashpiyim. So what does that mean? You will all know me. It, it can't mean that there won't be any teaching going on. Kikul miedosi means, but it'll be different. Because each person will open up his own reservoir of wisdom. We haven't done that. Some great people have done it, and people do more than others. But to a large extent, we haven't explored our own kaiches, our own machshavas. Kikul miedosi means that teaching will become secondary at the time of Mashiach. It will become secondary. Just like Avram Avinu, how did Avram Avinu know the Torah? It says that his kishkas, his kidneys taught him. It says, his two kidneys became fountains, became springs of wisdom, and he learned, before the Torah was given, he learned the Torah from where? From his kidneys. So, that, that's, not, that's not biology. The kidneys don't talk. It means that Avram Avinu was a person whose entire existence was one of ha'amaka, of probing, and his bindus, and contemplating. We see that, right? The rest of the world was going on, and it was getting nowhere. Avinu passes by a burning building one day and he says, what's a beer? They like us. Who's the Balabir? Who's the Balabir? Who, who, who's the Balabir? Who's the Balabas over here? So now we read that every year by the, the parishes of Avinu. Of, of course, of course. If I would have been there, I would also have been there. I, who, who doesn't stop and think? Moshe Avinu passes by and he sees that there's a bush that's on fire and it, and it doesn't get burnt. How did he know that? None of us would have known that. You know why? Because we would have already been on we wouldn't have stopped to think about it. We would have gone, you know, there's something for you. Just keep on going. Unless you have a hot dog, a marshmallow, you have to take care of it. You just keep on going. What's the difference to the great person? I saw this so much in my Rebbe, Rebbe David, Everything, 
everything was his bainimus. Anything that came out from his mouth. Even I'm talking about sikhas chulim, things of this world, not just Torah. And for us, the boys in the Shia, you know, we, we wanted fast, 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 fast. It was like, everything was always good. It worked through. When Mashiach comes, Kulam Yedu Oisi, all of us will know Hashem. It doesn't mean we're not going to have teachers. But it means that the main teacher will be the self. It's hard for us to believe, to imagine that. But that's how Avinu was, was teaching, was self-taught. But self-taught doesn't mean that, that it began by reading books. There was no, there was no library in the days of Avinu. There was no Bismedrish. Avinu was self-taught because the man was constantly thinking, what is this? What's going on over here? What is this? You have one person, he passes by, he looks at a tree. It's a tree. Another person stops, he looks at the tree. I don't say you have to do this all the time. You stop and you think about the tree. Where did the tree come from? He says, say, it came from a seed. Okay, no. So first he says, it came from a little sapling, a little tree. And where did that come from? Uh, a branch that they took. A, okay, fine. Where did it come uh, Seed. A seed. Where did the seed come from? And you take that machshav and you work with that machshav. One of the tzaddikim of our generation who always loved to do that, and was very beloved in our generation was Rabbi Victor Miller. Rabbi Victor Miller, those who have seen his farm and have heard uh, his tapes, there must be thousands of his tapes, uh, Rabbi Victor Miller was always doing that, look, to look at your hand, to look at an orange, right? To look at, the, to look at no, you don't have to go to the Grand Canyon, to look at simple things in life, but to look at them and to think them over, but think about them. You don't need to, you don't need to look for the, the hidden codes of the Torah. If you look... If you look at the, if you look at your own, if you look at your own hand, I was telling the kids the other day, uh, talking about uh, a banana. A banana is an amazing thing. How how it's so it's so neatly made. A banana. You look at a, a tangerine, or something. All this nice little compartment, that has its own little its own little fruit snack, its own little juice package, and it's an amazing thing. But it's not going to be at all. F- Amazing if a person is not a misboyning. A misboyning, to be a person who looks at things and thinks about things and stops. I don't think it was such a person. That's what it means his, kid, his kidneys taught him Torah. That's what it means when Mashiach comes, we're not going to have teachers. We'll have teachers. But the best teacher is going to be, a, is going to be the self. Because you're going to be able to have that person that you never knew in ta- your whole life, you never met that person. So the first thing in Chitzonius is, of course, the fine time that's quiet. Well, you're talking Sheyesha B'Samach L'Tezmaris Roashis. You can't spend your life sitting next to a noisy band. Then Meir Sanoshim V'Dav M'Kalakos, people talking, screaming out loud. B'Sham Yimtzes HaShakir HaPnimi Yosheh B'Samacha And to find that, that quiet within yourself. Ela Imkein Hu Oiches Kvar L'Acha Binyin Amayk Ma'ayt Shalashka There are some people who are very, very, very great in this Indian of Ha'amake, of his burningness. And they could even be in a very noisy place with the tumult going on, and they could still shut themselves out to the world. I remember that I had I had a rebbe of mine, was a, a tremendous London rebbe of mine in high school, Rabbi Brodsky Zechtsarovich. It was a huge London. It was a big town of Baruch and um, we didn't appreciate him. Of course, he was mamish from another world. So there there were things about him when it came to this Indian of Hamaka that were unbelievable. He used to he used to um, we used to have Chavusa time, and he'd be learning. Sometimes we'd ask him whatever. 
and then he, we would know exactly when this happened. He'd be he'd be working. He would be walking back and forth. He'd be working something through. He had a cigar always behind his back. He hardly ever put it in his mouth. He always carried a cigar, and he'd be walking back and forth. The room was filled with smoke, and he'd be thinking, thinking. He would sit down, and he would stop, and then he would go like this, and he would sit there with his eyes open. He was thinking about something, and we knew that that was break time, because <laughs> you could do anything in the world, and and the rabbi rabbi did not here at anything that was going on at all it was the most amazing thing he would sit in a trance with his eyes open like this and he'd be thinking and we used to go crazy doing stuff screaming we had a whole terrible thing that we, we had this contest we had a screaming contest also when i go into it was a whole crazy thing we had a pool with money and bets and we'd go the volume would be getting higher and higher and higher who would scream loudest until rabbi would come out of it because all of a sudden he would snap out of it there was no way to know when he would snap out of it, which made the game exciting. And, and then, you know, you collect the money. The guy that, that screamed last would, would collect the money. He was totally oblivious. I once met him on Main Street in Kigon Hills. Uh, my, my mother sent me for something. I, meet, I met him also walking up and down Main Street with a cigar like this. So I go over to him. He's walking. And, and I said, Rabbi, so, Meisha, what is it? I said, Rabbi, you need some help? With something, with shopping, or something. He just says to me, "I don't know." I said, "The rabbi came here to get something." He just looks at me like this. Is so I go into the into Mart and I call up the Robertson. I said, "I found Rabbi here on Main Street. Is uh, everything okay? Is there something?" He said. So she's told me that he that he had to go get from the drugstore prescription. He has a paper to get something from the drugstore. So uh, she says, well, I don't know what to do with him. I don't know what to do with him. That's the Rebbe's inside. I don't know what to do with him. So I, I, I said, uh, I said, Rebbe, we have to go to the drugstore. He says, he goes, boss? He says, we have to go to the drugstore. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, why? Why? He says, the, the prescription. I have to scream, prescription. Rebbe has a prescription. I spoke to the Rebbe's yeah, yeah. He gives it to me, and he just keeps on walking. And like, go ahead, go do it. And, and then just like, he just keeps on going. <laughs> it was unbelievable. The driver, the driver, Rav Soloveitchik's driver, told told the guys one time that they that he was in a terrible accident, and and the car turned on its side. So, so before the accident, Rabbi Yosheber, they were having he was saying this whole thing he had in the Gemara to the driver. And the driver was one of the guys in the Shia, and he's having this whole thing. And then, and the car, the, he swerved out of there, and the car was on its side, and the Yosher Bear has this thing, he's holding onto his, his, his hat, and he's leaning over, and he says, no! Like, why, like, why aren't you answering me? The guy was almost killed. And he says, no! And, the, and, then, and then he said it was quiet, we, we couldn't believe this, and, he, and it was quiet, and then the Yosher Bear says, then he says to him, why are you driving like, what, what's the matter with the car like this? Why don't you make it straight, the car? Why are we like this? But he didn't even know what happened. He was totally oblivious to what happened. There are these unbelievable people that it makes no difference what's going on around them. You don't see people like this so much anymore. They go into a place of machshava that nothing else exists at all. These are things I saw with my own eyes. They're stories that you have from Sadiqim like this. But I saw this with my own eyes. Page Kuf Pevav. Bechdei Livnos Binyan Shal in order for a person to build a building, a life of hashkata benefesh, of that quiet place of benefesh, 
Mukhrach Adam Limtsoyas Atsme Bismanimus Yam Mivudad. Very practical, very simple. You have to you have to just make sure that you have no matter what to make sure that you have time during the day, during the week, where you are completely alone. Obviously, it's not at a time you're supposed to be helping. It's not when you're supposed to be at work. It's not when you're supposed to be in, in the shir. It's not supposed to be when your wife needs you, and so on and so forth. But you must find time, mivudad, by yourself, sheket, quiet. Porush mehavayas ha'olam ha'roashim, totally apart from the noisy things of this world. All of this, zehu ha'kli ha'chitzoni. So far we've only spoken about the chitzoni is the that's necessary, that's needed in order for a person to be able to to get started in this work. That's the Aleph of building the Kaimas Ani. To reveal that true Metsias of the Ani, of the I that's within oneself. Mitzvah will continue next time.